You're listening to episode number 251, and today we're talking about how to do a health reset. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place where you were made for living well. And I call the podcast that because I truly believe that all of us have exactly what we need inside of us to live healthy. The problem is, is that we've been taught that health comes in all kinds of external situations, which is partially true. What we do to our body and feed it and how we move it is really important in determining your health. But what's more important is what your body does with the things that you provide. That's really where health lies. And that's my passion here at Made for Living Well is to show you how your body works, what it's doing with the things that you give it, and how to transform that so your body takes those things and chooses health. And I promise, it's not as difficult as anyone makes it out to believe. In fact, it's quite simple if we truly understand our body and understand what it needs to thrive. Now, today on the show, we're wrapping up the final episode in the new series, Eight Life-Transforming Health Tips You Need to Know. And this last one is a really big passion of mine. It's my heart in this space to really help you understand your body at a foundational level. Yes, we're going to talk about the health reset, but more than that, I want to talk about health resiliency. I don't want us to develop weak bodies that are constantly threatened by the world, but I want you to know that no matter where life takes you or what season that you're in, that you know how to provide the health that your body needs. You know how to live it out. And if you know how to live it out, I mean, this makes health something you can do forever. Now, you might feel like I'm talking in circles. I totally get it. We're going to dive into all of that on today's show in this last episode of this series. Which means if you missed any episodes, you're going to want to go back and check those out. I learned so much of this series and interviewed some of the best of the best in their fields as we dove into topics on meditation, the nervous system, metabolic health, energy, sexual wellness, and so much more. So make sure you check out all the podcasts in this series and check out the show notes over at the blog. I don't really call them show notes because they're more like additional information that goes along with each episode. But if you want the nitty gritty, head on over to thelivingwell.com and check that out. Now today, before we get to the show, I do have a few really important and exciting announcements. The first one is the next series that is going to launch is going to be a big one. I mean, it's going to be mind blowing. It's called The Sex Talk. And we're going to talk all about sexual wellness from a really clean and safe perspective. And yet we're going to dive into topics that a lot of people have never heard or understood before. We'll briefly touch on fertility because of course that matters as we talk about the sex talk, but I'm going to save more fertility information for a separate series coming out later this year. But the sex talk is going to dive into both men's and women's health. The topic of pleasure and passion, its intended role, and we're even going to get into sexual trauma. It's going to be a big series, and it's coming to you this summer in the first week of June, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But before we get to the next series, there's one more really important thing that I want to share with you here at the podcast, but more importantly, I want to meet you week to week on a basis that's going to really help your health. I'm opening up Health Made Simple for potentially the only time this year, and I would love for you to be involved with that. I've had a lot of people reach out about Health Made Simple, wanting to learn more about the body and see it from the full picture approach. If you love what I have to talk about today or any episode inside this series, we truly do dive more deeply into those topics inside Health Made Simple, which is an eight-part class where we have live weekly calls and, and office hours where you can answer questions and activities and workbooks that really pull health full circle and make it a part of your identity rather than just another series of things you have to do. Now, I'm really passionate about Health Made Simple. It has changed hundreds of lives, and I think that you could really benefit from it as well. Now, it is a commitment. Again, it's an eight-part class, but you get it for the rest of your life, so that's pretty exciting as well. 
And really, if you just want to take a deeper dive into metabolism and hormones and the mindset aspect of health and even talking a little bit about sexual wellness and and leaving you with a new definition of health that creates your own personalized health blueprint, head on over to thelivingwell.com, check out Health Made Simple. The doors are going to close in a couple weeks, but in the meantime, I am going to share here on the podcast the first few lessons inside that class so you get an understanding of what's inside before you make the investment. That's important to me, and it's important for me that you actually know what you're getting and you believe it can help you. I believe it can. I believe it can help a lot of people. I have seen it work over and over again. And I want you to have that same confidence before you join class. So in the upcoming weeks, we're going to launch a few of the classes inside Health Made Simple right here on the podcast for you to hear and understand what happens inside Health Made Simple and make that decision for yourself. Again, check that out over at thelivingwell.com. There's just some amazing bonuses that are happening over there if you join live, including some one-on-one time with me as we sort through your health together. Okay, but for now, we're gonna get back to the last episode in this series. And again, if you're interested in anything that we have to talk about today, we take a deeper dive into all of this information inside Health Made Simple, where you really learn what that looks like for you personally. But today I wanna talk about a health reset. Now, I think the only way we can truly understand a health reset for what it's intended to be, not what people use it for, which is to chase some kind of quick results, but in order to truly understand a health reset, which is kind of like this health edit to clean up your life so that your body has the room and the energy to do the job that it was designed is we really have to understand our body at a foundational level. Now I know in every episode inside this series, we really did dive into how does my body work? But there's one more topic that I think is really critical and foundational in changing the way that you approach health. I guess you could say it kind of circles back around all the way back to lesson number one inside this series, which was all about redefining health. Now, if we go back to that definition of health and what the typical definition of health has been and shift that using the information presented in that episode and all of the other episodes, including this one, we get the actual definition of health, which understands health to be an action, not a destination. Now, what I mean by that is the traditional definition of health has really been summed up in how do I look? And what number is on the scale? And what do my blood values show? And and I understand that those can give you an idea of your health, but that's not the definition of health itself. It's just a representation or potentially a picture of your health, but more shallow in nature, I would say. It's really making us miss what health actually is. And health is in action. It's in what we do. And in the process of that, it creates a resiliency in health. And what I mean by that is that our bodies should not be shaken by what's happening in the world. It should not be something that's easily broken or fragile. But instead, it should be the very thing that's helping us fight through this life and do it well, like giving us the energy to live. So today I wanna talk about the energy inside of our body to really circle around at the overall picture of health. And then we're gonna dive into building an anti-fragile life as it relates to health. And then we're gonna talk about the health edit, (laughs) how we can do this reset and what that can look like in your life. Now, I wanna try to pull all of this information together that we've learned. And sometimes we just need to take a few steps outside of all these systems that we've talked about, whether the nervous system and, and the metabolic system, and really see how does it all work together. There's one vital nutrient that's running throughout your entire system. It's the very thing connecting your mind, body, and soul. And this is not new to you here at Made for Living Well if you've been around for any length of time. But that nutrient, that component is energy. I know that can sound really woo-woo, but I'm strictly talking about the energy that you can feel. It's all energy, yes. But the energy that you feel is exactly what I'm talking about. Whether it's the lack of energy that drives you to 
have another pot of coffee, or maybe it's the glass of wine that you have at night to settle yourself down. We all have this flow of energy inside of our system, and how that energy is moving or not moving is truly determining the overall scope of your health. Like Energy is life. It's how we survive. Our heart doesn't just stop beating. It stops beating because it stops having the energy needed to beat. So energy is really the common thread that runs throughout all of it. It's why our thoughts are influencing our body, just like we learned in the nervous system lesson. I think that was number four inside this podcast series. But it really is that component that's determining what our body is going to do or how it's going to respond biologically. Energy is that thing that we need to really focus on. More than macronutrients, more than calories, more than how much or how little you work out. Energy is this life force that's really determining the outcome of your body. Now, we could look at energy just on external things, right? Like on some level, we know this about the health space, and that's why we've boiled down health traditionally to counting macronutrients, restricting calories, because calories are a form of energy. And that's why the equation was developed that if you consumed less than you burned, on some level, your body would lose weight. If you restrict energy, then your body has to move to stored energy, which is body fat, to break it down to use so that you have the means to continue living life. And I think while that definition is not accurate, it does give us a good understanding of energy. We have the ability to give our body energy or to support our body's energy rather, And we also have the ability to store energy, right? Like we store energy and body fat to use when our body's lacking that. The problem with that equation is that our body has a lot more safety mechanisms in play than just falling into the trap of a simple equation. Like truly, if our body had no safety mechanisms and we played that whole equation role, we would really get ourselves to a point of unhealth. Like our body would not be functioning well because we have this idea that super skinny is the healthiest version of ourselves. But we have to remember just because someone's super skinny does not actually mean they're healthy. It's about understanding our bodies in balance. That is the overall goal of our body. And that's why the equation of calories in equals calories out doesn't work is because that equation can quickly throw our bodies out of balance. And as soon as we push our body out of balance and in the energy spectrum, our body is going to unleash the furry of survival responses that work to store, hoard, and conserve energy. And this is really where we see people start to have problems and why yo-yo dieting doesn't work. Or if you've ever lost any amount of weight in an unhealthy pattern and a form of pushing the body outside of balance, over time, what you might've found is that you actually gain most of that back, if not more. But there is a way around this and it actually has to do with the same mechanism that we've been fighting. But instead of fighting it, it's learning how to use it. And understanding the health reset comes from understanding how can I create energy balance inside of my system. Now, if you've been around for any length of time, you know I talk about energy all the time, but it really is that vital component that understands all of life through one nutrient that you can feel that's going to help you determine what kind of environment you need to produce for your body. There's gonna be times when your body feels like completely depleted in energy. That's probably not the time to push your body through a workout, a grueling workout, where it's just going to continuously deplete the little energy that you have. That pushes our body into a state of survival. There's nothing wrong with that state, but in the long term, it causes you to store, hoard, and conserve energy. Basically, it creates stuck energy in the form of body fat. It slows movement inside of your body. And it causes a lot of disease processes and inflammation as a means to protect you. Don't look at it as wrong. Just look at it as it's protecting you. Yes, it might be protecting you from yourself, but it's still protecting you. We want to work with the body so that it can fully show up in life without having to fight ourselves 
ending the body war so our body can thrive. That's really what we're going for. And energy is the component in which we can do that. Now, if we just go back to the basics, there's a couple of vital things that you need to know about energy. One is, is that we all have an abundant flow of energy. In fact, the first law of thermodynamics states that energy is neither created nor destroyed, meaning you actually have all of the energy that you need to thrive. It's just what has your body done with that. You know, when I start to talk about what is your body doing with what you provide, that's really showing what is your body doing with the energy that you have. That's going to distinguish your health more than about anything else. The second thing about energy is that energy is always in motion. It's not necessarily something that we can like bank up because energy is a matter of movement. So what I mean by that is if you're feeling like you don't have enough energy, it's not that energy isn't there. It's that that energy is not in motion. It's been stuck somewhere or it's been stored somewhere and it's not actively flowing through your body, through your cells, giving you the energy to live. But if we see health inside of our body, all of these cells, the trillions of cells that we have inside of our system, the goal is, is that they're constantly able to produce energy to do the job that they're designed. And in the process of doing their job, they're producing more energy. It's this positive feedback loop of if you have energy, your cells can do their job, which in the end produce more energy. That's the goal with health, is that cells have energy to really make more energy. The problem is, is that energy is not always in motion. There are times and places and situations in our life where our body shifts energy in motion or the energy that we have moving it through our system, and it starts to shift to survival mode, which is a sense of store, hoard, and conserve. Because energy is the vital life force of our being, maybe a better way of saying that is that our survival response is there to protect our energy. And in the process of protecting energy, it likes to store energy for future use, for a time and a place when you actually might not have the energy you need to thrive. And so what happens in that process is your body's going to completely downregulate how much energy it has to do its daily function, which means there are some cells that are only going to get a fraction of the energy that they need to do the job that they were designed, which means that they just have to go to the job of survival, working out of only part of their job. And if you have a whole body only working out of part of itself, you can see where the health crisis is born. Now, the survival response is strong and it's necessary. It's there to protect you. But if we truly want to get healthy, we have to get ourselves out of pushing our body to a place where it feels threatened enough that it needs to start storing, hoarding, and conserving energy, which means, again, that your cells are only going to work out of part of their being while also pumping the abundant life force of energy that you have into body fat cells because fat is a great form of energy for our system. We hate it, but remember, it's a protective substance. And as long as your body feels like it's serving a purpose, it will forever stay on your body. If you want body fat to leave, if you want to feel better, if you want to get rid of inflammation, we have to stop giving those cells the purpose of survival. And to do that, we have to show our body that we have an abundant flow of energy, that there isn't as big of a threat. Yes, the world feels threatening, but health is different. Health is a matter of how you perceive the world. It's up to you is what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of freedom in this. So again, energy is the life force and we have an abundant flow of energy, but what our body does with that energy is going to dictate the outcome that you see. If your body feels threatened that the energy isn't there, whether you've pushed your body out of balance by going to the extreme, by eliminating entire macronutrients or doing multiple workouts without replenishing that on the other side, without creating an environment of thriving, your body more than likely is going to continuously store body fat and at the very least prevent it from leaving because that is the safety backup for 
a time and a place when you might actually need that energy. Now, I think a good example of this is the difference between men and women. Now we hate this. And and I joke around with my husband because sometimes he'll complain about, oh, I feel like I've gained weight. And I'm like, literally, you could go for one run and burn it all off in like two seconds, right? Where I could run for five years and potentially not lose any of mine. And that's truly the difference between men and women. And the difference is, is that women are designed to grow and to carry another human being, right? And in the form of pregnancy. Part of that is recognizing it takes a mass amount of energy to produce another life. Like it's really incredible if you just take time to ponder that. The fact that our bodies can completely grow a baby to just a few cells that you would have to see under a microscope to a seven or eight or nine pound baby that you can hold in your arms. The energy needed to do that is amazing. And and our bodies, as a form of that, like to store extra energy because the process of being a woman just takes more energy. Men can handle stress more without showing the signs of it because their bodies were designed in a different way. But our drive to carry a human and to grow a human inside of our bodies actually just means that our body has more survival mechanisms in place because it recognizes that our bodies or a woman's body is actually going to go through more energy change or imbalance and therefore in the process of that likes to store a little extra energy as a safety net. Now again, it doesn't have to be a lot and that's not to say that that's an excuse for being overweight. But it is a natural process that our body goes through, and it's going to be more reactive to an out-of-balanced life. It's going to be more reactive to pushing the body to an extreme, what so many women do to try to lose weight. What I'm trying to say is our mechanisms of getting healthy are often actually making us more unhealthy, and that's a really big problem. The answer to getting healthy is not to deprive the body or push the energy threshold out of balance, creating stuck, stored, conserved energy in the form of body fat that doesn't like to go away. The best case scenario is to know how to create energy balance inside of your body. And I think it does come back from knowing these points. One, that energy is always there. You have what you need, which means you don't have to be so concerned about what you do and how you eat on the level of measuring energy. But the second thing is, is to understand that an out-of-balanced life is going to cause your body to store that energy rather than open up the flow of it. And so how do we open up the flow of energy? Well, it really comes back to creating that balance. It's not about not pushing your body, but it's about knowing how to refuel and rest on the backside of that. And that really just comes back to body awareness. Like I really hate to say it, but paying attention to what your body's telling you because it's symptoms and it's sign and it has lots of communication channels, just like our thirst mechanism or your hunger cues and even your cravings are all telling you something. And if you start to pay attention to those things, you're going to start to have a better understanding of how you can support the body, which is going to create a balance. And the more often you can balance your body, the bigger stress you can induce on your body without being threatened by that or without creating this massive survival response. And that's really the goal and what I want to teach you in this health reset. And really at Health Made Simple, that's what we teach you. And if you want to make health last, it always boils down to this, not trying to control our life as if we can, because that's a false idea, right? Like believing that you can start your diet when your life settles down or when you have more time, it's just, it's a long lost dream. And, And maybe that's the reality for some people. It's just not the reality in my life. Like there is always something that can feel overwhelming that's happening around us. I mean, COVID, Uh, the lack of consistency and the unknown in our schedules, even, you know, what's happening overseas and in the world around us, it feels like so much. And I don't want you to get bogged down necessarily by then. Of course, I want us to all feel that and, and understand that deeply. 
But we have to understand from the perspective of there's so much in life that is completely out of our control. And the more we try to control that, the more we actually push our body out of balance. The goal is not necessarily to try to control the world, but to control how you show up in the world. And when it comes to your body, that is the tool in which you show up in the world. And the best case scenario is that you have the energy to show up to be the best that you can be. So today I want to talk about showing up. Like, how do we show up with energy? And I'm going to tell you, it's not about waiting to start until life is perfect, but it's learning how to create balance in the imperfection of life. This is really what it means to be like resilient in your health. And our bodies are incredibly resilient. Like, If you think back about like some of the things that maybe you've done to your body or that your body's been through and how you're still here walking this earth, like it is incredibly fascinating the process in which our body goes to and the lengths in which it takes to make sure that we can continuously present in the world that we live in and to do it well. And so I think maybe just like pat yourself on the back for a minute and just like kudos to our bodies for doing that for us. Now, how can we help it? And helping our body, regardless of what's happening in the world and choosing to show up in it is really the anti-fragile life that we're trying to build. And what I want you to know is like your body was designed to do hard things. Your body is capable of an incredible amount of stress and work. I mean, if you just go back to understanding like growing a human inside of your body for nine, 10 months, it's an incredible feat on the human body. The changes that it goes through, like all of the things that we do not even have to process or think about that it just does because it knows how to do it is mind boggling. But even outside of that, like the, the, the strength and the grit and the tenacity that our body has to show up in the, in the world and live, I mean, we really are so much stronger than we know. And I don't want us to discount that our body is capable of really hard things. But it needs your support in the process of that. And that's what it takes for an anti-fragile life is not to prevent the work, is not to be scared of the work, but to know how to balance the workload that your body is going through. So, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like an anti-fragile life is not being scared of the world, but it's taking care of your body to the place where it can show up and be the best that it can be. And I fear the health industry has just made a lot of really weak bodies. Like our bodies should not be reacting and sensitive to the world as if they are today. I see countless people who are sensitive to all kinds of really healthy foods. Our bodies are highly reactive and it's not because they are the problem. It's because they don't have the energy and support that they need to not be reactive. When our bodies are reacting like that, it's just trying to survive. It's crying out for help not to change your complete environment or to continuously focus on what foods I should and shouldn't eat and spend so much time stressing about that. Yes, eliminating foods for a period of time can be helpful, but that's not the long-term goal. The long-term goal should be, how do I not be so reactive to life? And how do I actually just show up in a healthy state with the energy that I need to do that? We don't want weak bodies. We can't have weak bodies in the world that we live in. They have to be strong. But in order to be strong, you have to prove to yourself that you can do hard things while also proving to yourself that you're going to show up and support yourself in those hard things. And, And the difference might seem really small, but it's really profound to your body. So let me just give you an example of this, right? Like one way that we tend to make our bodies weaker is when we push our body to the extreme and expect it to produce the results that we want it to without understanding what it needs in order to produce those results. So an example of this is like, maybe you think that the answer to getting stronger is to run a half marathon, to 
limit some of your calorie consumption and really get to that healthy goal rate, right? So you're gonna start pushing your body into work. And in the process of running the half marathon, in the process of restricting calories, you're going to try to do all of the life stuff on top of it. You have a stressful project at work. Maybe you just gave birth to a baby less than a year ago, right? Like your body has just gone through a lot of really hard things. And you think the way to make it stronger is to beat it into submission on some level. I say that lightly because... I really was the person who beat my body into submission. This was my life to a T. I tried to train for a half marathon less than a year after giving birth to my second child who was born via C-section. I had all kinds of work situations going on and I was trying to lose the baby weight. So I was quote unquote limiting my calories. And in the process of that, I was believing that was the answer to make my body strong. It makes sense in our head, right? Like in our head, because of what we've been taught, this makes sense. I did it. A lot of people do it. But in the process of that, I completed the half marathon. And not long after that, I crashed. And I crashed really, really, really hard. And the moments that I thought and I believed that I'd worked so hard to make my body strong, it was actually at one of its lowest, weakest points. The fact was it had just been depleted of everything it needed to be strong. And in the process of that, like of taking everything it needed to be strong away, I was really just creating a very, very fragile system that took years and years and years to build back up. Like my body was very fragile. I reacted to everything, like even lights, sounds, overstimulation, like everything was too much for me. But that's not what our body was designed to do. It's not what our body was designed for. We're not weak. We're strong. But the only way that we can build that resiliency and that strength is to learn how to balance the system. What I had failed to do in the process of working out hard and pushing my body was I'd failed to recognize all of the incredible work it had gone through and that all it was looking for was the support to go out and do the things that I wanted to do. It was the support of the system that I had missed. It's not weak. It doesn't need a lot, but it does need support and balancing the extremes. If I was going to run a half marathon and nurse a baby and recover from a pregnancy, which is not a wise choice no matter which way you swing it, I needed a lot of nourishment on the other side of that in the form of food energy that I was not providing, in the form of the extra rest, which I was not getting with a newborn and a two-year-old. I needed extra um, life processing points, meditation, all of these things that we had talked about. I was not doing anything to support my body. I wasn't even stretching. I didn't have time for any of that, or I didn't think I had time. And I later learned I didn't have time not to do those things, but I'd pushed my body outside of its balance for so long that it just got weaker and weaker and weaker. Your body is resilient. It's not about not doing the work. It's not about not pushing the body. Just like pushing the body to extreme makes it weaker, not doing anything at all, never pushing it also makes it weak. That's not the point. Like our immune system was designed to work. It's not about just avoiding all germs altogether and living in a sterile environment that actually makes your immune system incredibly weaker. But it's about how do I push it while support it? How do I get out and live and be exposed to germs while also supporting it with nourishment, with rest, with good food, with movement on the other side? Resiliency boils down to energy flow. And that's what we're going for. Not stuck, conserved energy, or some people consider it sticky energy where it just kind of like gets sluggish and tar-like inside of your body because we know stuck energy on the other side has a lot of consequences as well, like anxiety and worry are a form of stuck or conserved energy. We want an open energy flow, which is going to come down to energy balance. And that's the point of the energy reset is to recognize that for a few days, a week, 14 days, however long that you need it, it's just 
the process of which you're going to supply support. Your job is not to change your body, but to support your body. And in the process of doing a health reset, that is the goal. What does my body need and how can I support it? And for most of us, it's not about like not working. It's not about um, removing yourself from the stressful situation, but it's really learning how do I support myself in the process of that? Again, your body is resilient and capable and it wants to heal. It wants to thrive more than we ever give it credit because that's its design. That's its job. But it can only do that if it has our support rather than us fighting it all the time. So we have to end the fight, kind of change our thought process around it, and then support the body in balance. If you're living on the side where you've been pushing your body really hard physically, emotionally, mentally, like maybe that's the time where you do pull back, where you do more rest-based activities, where you supply a lot of high nutritious foods, more rest, more meditation, more stretching, more community, right? Like get with people, do fun things. But on the flip side, if you feel like you've lived in a state of like energy conservation, where you haven't had the energy to move, where you feel really sluggish, where your mind's not working, where maybe you're feeling a little depressive, it's a really common place to be after winter is when our bodies want to slow down and, you know, it's cold outside is to just be a really sluggish state. That's the time to push your body, to Get out and move and do something different and supply your body with lighter foods. Maybe wake up earlier. So like a health reset is hard in the concept of it's not just like follow these five easy steps and reset your body. And I say easy as in what the world thinks is easy, right? Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But on the other side, it is really easy because all you need to understand is where am I starting from? Am I starting from a place where I have been pushing and going and moving and active all of the time? And if that's you, then what you need to do for a day or two days or a week is to pull back, to not push your body to the extreme. Instead of running, you're going to switch to stretching or yoga. You're going to get 30 minutes extra sleep a night. You're going to eat a really hearty breakfast. You're going to take hot baths at night. Maybe you're going to call a friend and go out to eat. You're going to incorporate more rest-based activities. On the other side, if you're like I was when I needed health reset, is I was sluggish. Like I'm coming off the winter blues where I feel like I wasn't doing a lot. And in the case of a health reset for me, right now, it looks like I'm gonna set my alarm 30 minutes earlier and I'm gonna get outside and get some morning sun and fresh air. And then I'm gonna eat really light, healthy meals And I'm going to, you know, push my body a little bit more in the sense of I'm going to get out and do something and get some movement and some energy flowing while also nourishing my body through the process of that by eating well and still getting rest in the midst of that. So it's understanding where you're coming from. Now, in the springtime, it's generally a time to push the health reset in the bounds of let's get out and move. Let's eat lighter foods. Let's wake up a little bit earlier, and really get our body in motion. The idea is not like banking energy, but it's constantly doing something that's going to help energize your body or create a sense of safety that's going to rebalance that energy. And the more imbalanced you stay, the bigger your threshold gets, meaning the more stress you can handle when life throws you something. But if you're constantly out of balance, your threshold is very small. It's going to take more nourishment, at least initially, to maintain that balance. And you're going to feel more threatened or restricted by life. So like if we go back to the example where so many people are just, you know, being so sensitive to life around them, like we're sensitive to foods, we're sensitive to smells, like our bodies are just highly reactive to life. That means your threshold is really, really small because more than likely at some point, the energy balance has been out of balance for so long that it constantly moved that down to what it needs right now is this very small window of more than likely a really nourished rest-based life as it works to heal. So yes, there's a time and a place where you really do need to avoid some things 
so that your body can heal and to rest and nourish and refeed itself. And in the process of that, your threshold gets slowly bigger and bigger and bigger. It's kind of like a snowball. And the more you learn to stay inside that balance, the majority of the time, the less likely you are to be threatened when life really starts to push you out of balance. Life will always push you out of balance. It always induces stress. And I want you to think of that as in like, we're not just talking about bodily stress here. We're talking about emotional mindset stress. Like there's a lot of stress on our bodies. We should not fear that as long as we know how to maintain balance inside of our system. So maybe all of that to say is spend less time trying to control your environment in which you live in and more time understanding what does your body need for balance. There will be a time and a place when it just needs more space to heal, where it does need you to go through a period where you restrict some foods. But also on the flip side, that shouldn't be forever. Like we should not have to restrict really nutritious foods for the rest of our lives. For a period, absolutely. But over the long haul, the goal is where we can rebuild that threshold to the point where staying in balance looks like we can push our bodies really hard because we know how to rest and nourish on the backside. That's resiliency. And we have to work to get there to maintain a sense of resiliency, which means understanding how to push your body or after a stressful day when life has pulled you out of balance, I know what my body needs to thrive. I know how to supply what it's looking for, which means I'm gonna pay attention to it. Now, I just wanna leave you with a few tips on how do you actually do this? And I'm gonna share more over at The Living Well and give you a one-day health reset that you can take and use in your life. One day, whether you need to like pull back and completely rest, or one day where you're like, I feel like I just need to push my body a little bit um, and create some energy inside my system. Again, energies like willpower or faith, where it's not something that you bank, but it's something that grows the more you use it. Like a muscle, we have to do something in order to achieve it. So what are we going to do to achieve a sense of balance and achieve a healthy flow of energy? So a few things that I can give you is one, so critical, understand seasonality. I express this all the time, but it is so incredibly important because our bodies are constantly changing with the seasons. What you need in the winter and how your body responds in the winter is significantly different than the summer because our body is changing based on the environmental response to what it needs. In the winter, your body's more concerned about staying warm. In the summer, it's concerned about staying cool process of that, your hormones shift to help the body do that, which is going to shift your biological response to a lot of things. Meaning we should not eat the same foods all year long and live in the same way. There's a time and a place for different things, and that should offer a lot of freedom. So seasonality is going to be a really big component. And what that usually means is provide the opposite of what the environment is providing. So in the winter, when it's cold and it's dreary, that's a good time to probably eat warmer foods, to maintain more stability in your life, maybe get some more rest, but to really nourish the body with warm things as the body's trying to stay warm. On the flip side, in the summer, when our body's trying to be cool and there's abundant light, that's a good time to push our body a little bit more, but also supply some of those cooler foods or more raw-based foods. So we shouldn't just eat smoothies and salads all year and expect that to work well, but really pay attention to the seasons. The second tip is understand where is my energy level now? Do I feel like I've just pushed my body to an extreme and it's working to store, hoard, and conserve energy? How do you know that? you're probably gonna be tired, feeling burnout, like feeling like you really don't have the energy to maybe even get up and work out. Or maybe you're working out, eating all the right things, and your body's just not losing any weight. That's a good time to just like pull back to eat really, really clean, get extra rest, and support the body by supplying a massive amount of nutrients 
in a healthy way. And I'm not just talking about food nutrients, but sunlight, laughter, finding joy, doing meditation, doing some more of those rest-based activities that actually just help the body to reset or rejuvenate. Pay attention to those things that your body needs to create balance. The third thing is understand your mind and how to let things go. This has been really hard for me because I love to hold on to emotions, especially if they're things people have hurt me with. And yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a really good at letting bitterness grow. I don't say that to be proud of it. I'm very much a work in progress. But there is so much freedom when we understand that every time we hold on to something, good or bad, it takes energy to do so. And in the process of that, we're channeling energy, sometimes to emotions other people placed on us that we picked up that were not ours to carry. And I'm really, really good at picking up emotions that I should not be picking up. I'm like a glutton to other people's emotions. And yet I realized immense biological imprint this is leaving on my life, and I'm truly working to change that. Not to say that I avoid those emotions or those reactions, but to say to recognize them without feeling the need to pick them up. Meaning I can listen to other people, I can engage in conversations, I can engage in hard things, but I can leave there without feeling like I'm now carrying the weight of all of those hard things. That's not easy, but this emotional regulation and understanding that holding on to things takes work and energy away from your body and the biological imprint of that. And in some cases, it's making us really weak and reactive to life and understanding that we can experience a lot of life without holding on to those things. In fact, we can experience more life without holding on to anything has really freed me and given me the ability to pay attention to what am I feeling and how can I let this go? Not to say I'm dismissing it, but to say, I'm going to feel this, but I'm not going to accept it as necessarily as my truth or as my story, and I'm just going to let it go. The same thing goes for happy things. Like, instead of being so concerned when it's gonna be over or like having remorse for the fact that it's so short-lived and am I gonna be able to soak it up? Like, just being able to be, to soak it in, to experience it, and kind of let it go so that I can experience the next thing. If you want help in that area, like one book, that has been really vital for me um, has been The Untethered Soul. It's really good about understanding the mind and learning how to let things go. But that's really, really big in how and what we're doing with our energy. Because as research has shown, almost 80% of our energy is actually emotional. Meaning what we're thinking, how we're responding emotionally is responsible for where 80% of our energy is channeled. So we really do need to be careful about the emotions that we're experiencing and holding on to, really, is what I'm trying to say. We can experience a host of emotions. That's completely fine. But it's what we choose to do with those emotions that's going to change our energy flow. Number four is honestly to like live life, to really recognize the purpose of all of this health stuff. Some of health is is hard. It's going to take discipline to do some of this stuff, like to recognize that while you can eat whatever you want, there are some foods that are just not nourishing or supportive to our energy flow. In fact, some foods take a lot of work and in some cases cause our body to store them rather than use them. And so like for a piece of cake, right? For example, we can eat the cake. That's totally fine. But it's paying attention and recognizing, but does that cake make me feel good? Like not temporarily good, but lasting good. And that's where discipline comes in to say is like, yeah, I can eat the cake, but today I already know that my body has been pushed and eating the cake after a stressful day is really not helping me long-term. So it's having the capacity to look at the long-term instead of the temporary relief that we might find from that and recognize that discipline takes work, but seeing health for the scope of how am I going to show up in life? Seeing food, not for the emotional relief, but for how it's going to support my body so that I can get out and live my life. I think it's almost like we have to pre-decide what are we going to do with health 
because we understand the purpose of health. And I want to leave you with that one because I think that's really, really important and I don't want us to miss that. To have this short-sighted idea that health is a simple destination that once we achieve, we'll have everything that we long for. That's not the purpose of health. Health is not here to produce your happiness. Health is here to be the tool for you to go out and live your life, which will then produce your happiness. Do you see how that works and how we kind of slightly twist it? We can't miss the living in health. Health is the tool to how you live life. And what creates your health is always action. It's in the doing. And why I love a good health reset is it just reminds you that your body is really capable of doing really hard things. It's capable of helping you live and go out and work and live your passions and experience life and and interact with pleasure and all of these things. And a health reset is nothing more than supplying the nourishment for it to do that. Nothing more than refueling the plane so that it can take off again. That is what a health reset is. It's not to change your weight or to get rid of all this inflammation, but it's simply supporting the body and doing the job that it was designed. And the more often you support the body, the more it cleans up its mess and the more you can live your life. Like that's the purpose of health. It's doing, it's creating action that supports the system. So if you don't actually do a health reset, again, I'm going to give you kind of some ideas over at The Living Well on the practical, what does this look like outside of seasonality, understanding your emotions, like letting some of those things go. The big thing that I want to leave you with and the challenge that I give you is I want you to look at your life and to recognize that everything that we're doing in our life is either supporting our energy flow, like opening it up. I call these energy fillers, right? Like it's it's opening up that energy to give us energy. It's filling our body with energy that we can go out and live. Or is it conserving that energy? Is it pushing us into a state of survival where it's really feeling like it's draining our energy? Everything in life is doing one of two things. It's either filling us up or it's draining us. And it's not to say that we have to get rid of all drains, but it's recognizing and understanding what things drain you so that you can support your body in the process of going through those drains. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to eliminate those things if you can, but if you do them or have to go through them, you know how to feel them. So like an example of this again is like, okay, you want the piece of cake. You know that that cake is probably more than likely an energy drain. The process, it's probably not gonna give you a, a huge boost of energy, although that's gonna be greatly determined by your thought process around that cake. But just to give you an example of food, right? Like the chips, the fast food lane, like things that you used to do um, because they made you feel temporarily good, you know long-term, they actually make you feel sluggish, tired, not as well, right? Like you don't have the pick-me-up, the get up, the get up and go to go out and live your life. If you eat the cake, you know, okay, how can I balance that, right? Like what can I do to rebalance that drain that I have? Maybe it's you're going to go out for a 30-minute walk or you're going to meet your best friend and have a conversation or maybe you're going to have a smoothie to go along with it. It's, it's understanding that in the process of a drain, we know what fills our tank. And we can always go back to the list of energy fillers when we know we're being drained. And just understanding what things in your life are draining you helps you to regain balance because it makes you aware of when now do I need to support my body? And that's really what a health reset is. Understanding when you're depleted and knowing how to rebalance the system. So I want you to take a piece of paper and split it in half. And I want you to put on one side energy drains and on the other side energy fills. And this is just a good way to just be aware of what's going on in your life and aware of how your body's responding. So my list of energy drains is, honestly, social media can be a drain for me, sleeping in, uh, some work projects. Sometimes I'll put specific people down or situations that I have to be in that are energy drains. Bedtime for me can be a really big energy drain for like putting the kids to bed. Bath time can also be the same way. Like there are some energy drains. 
A meal planning could be an energy drain, um, a work project, a coworker, maybe the relationship with your spouse. Again, it's not to say that we should leave those things or completely eliminate them, but it's how can we learn to fill in the process of those drains? But also you could put running is an energy drain, CrossFit. Um, you could put different foods that are energy drains for you. One thing that I've learned lately is sometimes like fizz water or like carbonated flavored water doesn't actually make me feel as great as I thought. It's not to say that I'm probably going to eliminate that, but in the process of that, now I'm going to make a list of energy fillers, going to bed a little bit earlier, having time at night to just unwind, taking baths, going for walks, strength training, listening to podcasts, having quiet time every day, being a part of a connection group or a group at church, listening to sermons online, eating a big hearty breakfast of having vegetables, being with people and teaching. Those are energy fillers for me. So it's kind of knowing your list of energy drains and energy fillers. Now, I don't want your energy fillers to be things that you take away. Like, I'm not going to say that an energy drain for me is social media. And then on the flip side, say an energy fill is social media sabbatical. Yes, that can fill me up. But I want these to be things you do, not restrict. And recognize doing is producing energy, not necessarily the restriction, although in a roundabout way, you could say it's all the same thing. But I want you to pay attention to what you do. So social media might be a drain for me, but a fill on the other side of that, if I don't get on social media, is reading a fiction book or sitting in a hot bath or going for a walk or playing soccer in the backyard with my kids. Those things are filling me. It doesn't have to relate to the social media, but I can do those things in place of the social media. And that makes me feel filled. So I want you to make a list. I would love for you to post it um, or send me an email with that and let me know. But do that, like make the list. Sometimes it's the little things like that. It's not about completely overhauling your diet and giving up all of these things, but it's just recognizing how can I fill my energy tank? How can I support my body with these energy fills that are going to kind of let my body regain balance and create that flow of energy inside of my body, which in the end is going to produce the energy that I need to get out and live, and that is health. It's in the action. Okay, I'm going to give you some more energy fills and energy drains over at thelivingwell.com. And I know that this is getting long, so I'm just going to wrap it up and say, hell is not perfection. It's about learning and growing. It's a process, and it is a process for the rest of our lives. Don't let that overwhelm you, but give you freedom to like ebb and flow throughout the seasons of life, like the environmental seasons, throughout your seasons of life as we age and go through different situations. Your life and your health and what's important to your body is going to change. Use that as freedom, as excitement, as passion to continuously provide what your body needs with the goal of increasing your threshold so that you can do hard things, life can pull you out of balance, but you always know how to recreate balance. And if life pulls you out, more than likely your body is not going to respond in the negative ways that it has been or in the ways of survival that you hate. They're not negative, they're for protection. But it's not going to respond in those ways anymore, but it's going to continuously respond in a state of thriving. That is the goal. So if you want more information on how do you do like a health reset, head on over to thelivingwell.com. But honestly, I would also just encourage you like sign up for Health Made Simple. I promise you this feels a little overwhelming in this hour-long podcast, but we break this information down into specific systems and different tasks over eight lessons. And also, we're going to have one-on-one time where we can work together to create health inside of you. So if you want to join Health Made Simple, head on over to thelivingwell.com, grab those bonuses. Like I said, you can join Health Made Simple at any point throughout the year, but there's very few times when I go through it with you and walk you through the process, and that time is right now. So make sure you head on over to thelivingwell.com, check out Health Made Simple, grab those bonuses, which include time with me to develop a personalized health plan that works for you. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to share this with your friends and family. 
Take a screenshot, send them an email or text, post it on social media, whatever you need to do. It is how the show grows and how we can continue producing work like this and content that is completely free for you to use in your own life. It is much appreciated. Thank you so much for being here. You know I'm always in support of you and believing health is inside of you. Let's learn to live it out. Next week, I'll be posting the first lesson inside Health Made Simple so you can get a little picture of what that looks like if you're curious before signing up for Health Made Simple at thelivingwell.com. Okay, I'll see you back here next week.